Okay, um, this morning uh, we're going to do something slightly different. We want to turn our focus a little bit to the nations of the earth. Um, one thing that City Lights Church does is, um, by the way, thank you for your, um, your giving and your tithes and offerings to this church. One of the things we do is we take 10% off of the top and we sow that right into local, national, and to international missions. We believe in reaching the nations for Jesus. And so, um, if, by the way, if you're interested in uh, the ministries that we support um, here and around the world, you can go to citylights.church. Um, under the missions tab there, you can see the different missionaries that we support. One of the missions we support is in Mozambique, Africa, uh, Africa, Waesu, which Waesu is uh, for Jesus. Africa for Jesus is what Waesu is. And uh, Nikki Reitz was a missionary there for 20 years in, in Mozambique. And uh, what I want to have her to do t- today is talk about missions and kind of stir and provoke you guys a little bit um, and to get you to ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have me to do? And maybe, maybe not everyone's called to go around the world on world missions, but we're all on mission. Amen? We've been co-missioned with Christ to do something, whether that be giving, whether that be local, or whether that be, um, you know, going, going on a 20-year journey. <laughs> so you never know what God will ask you to do. Um, so I want to have her come up today and just share a little bit about this ministry that we support that's in, uh, that's in uh, Mozambique um, that she's been a part of, um, and it's still going today. And so would you welcome to the platform with me, Nikki Reitz. Whoa. Not on my watch. All right. <laughs> on television there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Hello. <laughs> good morning, and good morning to those of you watching And welcome to a great church and a great service. Um, As we were in worship, I envisioned something just coming over the congregation here. And it was this massive net. And because we were singing so much about the love of Jesus. And it was to be captive and to be captivated by his love. And so I just saw this all being over you and just sort of like drawn into him. And um, then came the song about, uh, it was about his love, but how far Jesus came for us. So then I thought, well, how far am I willing to go for him? What am I willing to do for him? And when I say far, that doesn't mean miles or kilometers, continents, it could. But it may mean, like Pastor Emily was saying, the depth of your worship, the depth of your relationship. How far do you want to seek him? How far do you want to run after his heart? So I encourage you, he's limitless. He has no limits. We're the ones that put the limits on him. So you're captivated by his love, and yeah, it's a beautiful morning, and I want to thank Pastor Kurt and Pastor Emily for the invitation to speak. I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to represent Africa Wayesu, and I'm mostly, I'm honored to represent Jesus. (laughs) So, usually my husband's with me, Jeff, but he has a good reason while he's absent. But just a little bit about us. We've been married 54 years. We have three grown children, 
we have nine grandchildren, and we have two great-grandchildren. Come on, yeah. And so when you bring Jesus into your marriage, um, anything is possible. Anything is possible. So today, I'm representing the kingdom of God. I'm representing Africa Weisu and our story. And what you're going to hear is how two stories came together for the plan of God. You're going to hear what it means to wait on God. You're going to understand what is happening behind the scenes when there's a delay. So you will be encouraged. Um, Rod and Ellie are so grateful to City Lights Church for your heart permissions, for being the venue for them. And I have a letter here to read to you, pastors. Okay. And Rod and Ellie Hine are the founders of Africa Wayesu. They're a Zimbabwean couple. To City Lights Church, hello and a big hug from Mozambique. Thank you, pastors Kurt and Emily for receiving us as part of the City Lights family. We are blessed through your great help and commitment to us. Through your love and support, you have placed your foot here and are treading out a City Lights inheritance. How cool is that? Mm -hmm. We pray many of you will come on over to Mozambique to personally participate in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit fire and to touch and be touched by the hearts and lives of the precious people of Mozambique. We know Nikki will transmit the heart of Africa Oyesu to you as she and Jeff have forever marked this nation as well as our hearts with their love and passion for souls and for Jesus. We pray blessings and power and anointing upon you as you impact your wonderful nation with God's love. We love America and we love you. Gratefully, Rod and Ellie, on behalf of all of Africa Oyesu, and they truly love America. They love America more than Americans love America. <laughs> they really do. So I'd like to present this to you guys. Here you go. And there you go. So you're part of this. You're part of a, a heart for the world. You're part of a church and a church body and a family that has souls on the number one list. And that's the heart of Jesus. It was all about souls. So anybody that received Jesus today, you're about ready to start the greatest adventure of your life. You think it's going on missions? Walking with him is wonderful. And you will sense freedom. You will sense love. You will sense healing. You will sense power like never, ever before. So before I start in what I came to do, I, um, I'm not going to preach. I'm not going to teach. But I'm going to tell you a story. And so what I want you to do, I want you to envision yourself under a big tree, big shady one. In Africa, it would be a cashew tree. Or in Mozambique, it's a cashew tree. For Pastor Kurt, it's on top of a 14,000-foot peak somewhere. Amen? You're so blessed with these pastors. Wow. We met them on the missions trip to Israel. How many years ago? 2015. Wow. That's great. If, if you're wondering if you should go, you should go. Just go. go. <laughs> um, so I want you to envision this. You're under the shade. 
You're going to bring something to sit on, get comfortable, not too comfortable, I don't want anybody snoring, real comfortable, because in Africa we are a storytelling culture. That's how they pass down everything there. It's all through stories, from the chiefs to the fathers, to fathers to the sons, to the daughters, to the wives, it's all storytelling. Because there's not, it's very illiterate, okay? So through storytelling, they can communicate. So here's the history of what was going on. Mozambique was in war, first for independence, and that started in the 60s. And then there was their independence, which came through the Frelimo party, which actually wasn't independence. It was a brutal communist party. So that created the atmosphere for the, the people to start a resistance group called RENAMO. And RENAMO means resistance in Mozambique. So it was, they represented the people. So they went to war for the Civil War. And in 1992, Rodney and Ellie were instrumental in the peace accord. That was in 92. Rodney is a bush pilot, and he was the only bush pilot or pilot or friend during that time that the Renamo leader trusted to fly them to the location to sign for the peace accord. So on October 4th, 1992, the peace accord happened. But that left Mozambique in a terrible state. Um, there was famine. Of course, there's this destruction from the war. And that is the environment then that Roddy and Ellie, who at a young age, young age, well, young compared to when we were called, they lived, they were Zimbabweans, lived in Malawi. These are, or these are nations that are next to Mozambique. They were living in Malawi, and they received a call from God to go into Mozambique. And they received it powerfully through dreams, through confirmations. And so Rodney, with his plane, flew food to the people, and Ellie walked for weeks. Rodney would drop her off in a remote area. She would walk for maybe five, six weeks through the troops, through war and torn lands, and then he would be flying food. And to this day, when Jeff and I'd be out doing evangelism, they'd go, Joseph, Joseph. So they knew Rodney as Joseph. And you can mention Joseph anywhere in Mozambique, and they'll know exactly who you're talking about because they saved lives. So they brought in Bibles. There's even one point when Ellie was, they were captured by the Renamo, but she was preaching. They brought him in and the, the Bibles came in and the soldiers dropped their guns and took up a Bible. Hey, it sounds like Nehemiah. So it was a powerful, powerful time. Now usually Jeff is the historian and he's the one that tells his story. So if you want the real details, I have a book for you. This is the most dynamic book. Um, this was written by Ellie Hine. This is the second edition, and they're available in the foyer. But this book, if you have any heart, even for your neighbor, this book, 
because it is, trains you on missions, it will give you the accurate history, and it is, it's phenomenal. Their lives are, they had tragedy, but they always had victory, and they always looked at the victory. And they're a couple that hangs on to things loosely. Matter of fact, Rod prayed for a land cruiser for years, and a church out of England sent it to him. I don't think he drove it for a year. He was so busy loaning it out to all the other people so they could use it. So we learned very quickly, hang on to things loosely, because they're not yours anyway. So, so while, <clears throat> while Rod and Ellie were being prepared, starting Africa Way Sioux, here was this other couple in America, not so young, in their 40s, and I'm giving you ages because you need to know anything is possible. You're never too old. So it was Easter of 1990, and God powerfully spoke to us. He said, get on your face and pray. I want to show you something. So Jeff and I, in our bedroom, laid on the floor, and here was the vision. It was in an area we knew was Africa because of the, the people, so black faces, famine, and war. And he said, you can bring the bread of life, but you will not be able to save them all. So we wrote that down. We thought, okay, we're going. That's it, we're going. And it wasn't until year 2000, 10 years later, that we actually went. And we were in our 50s. And we had come out of a business. We were international business people. We'd been teachers. We had been traveling. And through missions and all that we did in Mozambique, God used everything that we were trained in for that time. So those 10 years were our final training. And um, in 98, we went on a missions trip with Rez, and there was 12 of us, and it was, it was phenomenal. We rode in the back of an old DAF truck. I don't know if any, you know what a DAF is, yeah. It's four by four, it's like a military truck. Had metal seats, and we were just bouncing back there with joy. We had our tents, we had our backpacks. We moved every two nights for three weeks. And then we moved into Inaminga. Inaminga was the last place. And uh, we, the DAF arrived, we got off, and here's all the students. And Jeff and I looked at each other and we went, these are the people, this is the place. And so we put our tent up in front of a house, actually ruins, that later would be our house. And we just laid there and giggled. We were so, so full of joy that night, realizing here's the confirmation. This is it. This is where we're going. How do we tell Rod and Ellie? They don't even know us. So, you know. So anyway, they always say when someone receives Jesus, lock them up for six months because they're going to try to, you know, they go crazy. So we were at that point. And we went home. And then I had an opportunity to go and teach with Ellie, and Jeff was going to China. And so we flew to Germany. I said goodbye to Jeff as he went to China, and I went to Mozambique. And I was teaching the students on intercession. And it was that point the Holy Spirit came upon me. So I went out in the hall, and I'm sitting on the floor, and Ellie goes, are you okay, my friend? <laughs> and I said, I think so, but I think I'm giving birth to something. So I prayed all night, and in the morning I went to the kitchen where they both were, and I said, 
I think we're called to come join you. Because to this point, they had no team members. And uh, Rod was standing there, like he stands with his coffee. And he goes, so what took you so long? <laughs> that was the confirmation. That's all we needed. So I talked to Jeff, and I said, honey, I've got something to tell you. And he goes, I already know what it is. So what you can see happening through all of this is that Rod and Ellie were called out of Malawi. On the other side of the world, people, we're being called on this side of the world. And then the perfect timing of God brought us together. Now the team is over 60. Um, the work that is being done there is phenomenal. The work is that of four bases, which means they're teaching bases. So they have Bible schools, a kids club, which is like our preschools, and churches. There's over 200 churches now. And these are all Mozambican-led, okay? So the Deborah and Chris Moss, Deborah is Rod and Ellie's daughter. One day they came to us in Nicola, in the base that we were leading. And they go, we were just wondering, do you have a place for a vocational school? We go, yeah. So they came up, and they're the directors of the vocational school. So students that graduate from the Bible school, they can go to the vocational center. And usually they are our church leaders. And that allows the church leaders then to have a practical way of making money so that the ministry doesn't pay salary, you know. So it's really, really exciting to see how it's all evolved. Everything started under a tree. The Africa Weisu, under a tree. All the bases, under a tree. A matter of fact, Armando, he's, he's the vice president, Armando Joe, Nikolai. He is the vice president of the ministry. And he started a church in a larger city in Nampula. And the only place available was next to a chicken. They raised chickens in steel sheds. So we'd sit there in this sweltering heat with this roof here, which just on the other side, you've got hundreds of chickens going off. I mean, it, but you do whatever you can do, okay? So what I'd like to do is give you some takeaways about things that Jeff and I learned. And Adam, if you want to just start those few slides. I've got a few slides for you to get stirred up. But this isn't only stirred up for Africa. This is stirred up for the world, okay? I know, Pastor Emily, you spoke about North Korea, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does anybody here feel like they're called? Does anybody have a, just shout out, where do you want to go if you are? Hello. North Korea, Haiti. North Korea and Haiti. I prayed for another gal and her son, and that was Brazil and Ghana, I believe, or Africa. Any other nations? India or Libya? Cool. Local, good. Any others? Okay. Well, God hears you when you yell those things out. He does. And faith comes by hearing, right? So many times we have to tell us ourselves these things. So this is the classroom in Nicola, which 
is very exciting. Since we left, has totally changed. Um, when you leave a place and you've trained people, you leave it on a pedestal, and those people that come along, they raise it to the next level. And then all we do is sit there and applaud them, okay? So, yes, this was the missions trip that ruined us for life because we walked into the vision. Oh, there's the DAF. That's the missions trip. That was the DAF. And where we were camping, there were lions. And so we woke up to a, a song about lions, you know? These are kids. Hmm. That's Rod and Ellie. Those were all of our younger years. <laughs> this is interesting. Rodney was praying for us at Victoria Falls. It was our last stop before we flew out. And we also knew that was a confirmation. Always be commissioned by leaders and sent. Don't just go wild and out there by yourself. Um, you are, will fall prey to the enemies. You have to always be sent, okay? Okay, so these are the takeaways. Pray, pray and see God and the Holy Spirit manifest themselves. Pray, 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 seek him. We teach our students to pray. Prayer and worship are the two vital things that we teach our students. Even in the preschools, there's one preschool now that has 122 kids and they walk around so organized and they're so cute. That's Pastor Armando, we were building a church up in the north and he came, he was traveling with us and so we blessed it because it's a Portuguese nation and we had to learn Portuguese, which many people, many people came up and said, at your age, you'll never learn it. And we actually said, we rebuke you because we will. <laughs> Lovely women, powerful women. And pray some more. <laughs> What's interesting is that these scenes are scenes like we saw when we were helping to bring food during the cyclones. Um, they had nothing, they had no buildings, they had no house, they had nothing, and they would always meet us, jumping and shouting and singing. It's kind of like the widow's might, you know, that sacrifice. <laughs> Northern Mozambique is Islamic, and matter of fact, Nikala, where the base is at, is a cultural center for Islam for the northern part of Mozambique. Northern part of Mozambique since 2017 has been under a terrorist attacks up north. But this is why you train the leaders that are the natives to the nations, because they can go places we can't go. We would go up there at night with pastors would walk 35 kilometers, I think that's like 15, 18 miles. And then they would get the food during the night and then they would go back so that the terrorists and the soldiers wouldn't come after them. Gratefulness, gratefulness, worship. We say worship is the hinges on the door for gratefulness. So the more you worship, you can only be grateful. This is fun. We did um, 
We did beach contests with our students, and it's still going. So they don't know relays. They don't know any of that. So we did water balloons. We did all sorts of crazy stuff. It was fun. This is in an area after a cyclone. This is pretty, yeah. So see, I mean, these people are going home to nothing. There's our preschool graduation, one of them. We're going to stand on this one for a little bit. Okay, just do it is Nike. That is probably marketed and made the most money than any other logo. In Zimbabwe, from Rodinelli, we learned this. Make a plan. Just make a plan. So if you have something you want to do, start writing it down. Don't go to your pastor and say, I want to do something. Say, no, I want to do this. What do you think? And I thought I would do it this way. Okay? It, it helps your leaders to direct you into the right areas of where your giftings are. So make a plan. Get on with it. Even when you're in missions, if you're out there, if you're visiting, just don't sit there waiting. If you see something, go do it. Lift a rock. Dig a hole. Dig a toilet. I mean, so that's a typical road when they say, let's go to church. So we drive these roads. Oh, those were the younger days, yeah. So we, we, we love going in the bush. So this is actually, we say we're going to the bush. That's what it is. Carrying the Jesus film equipment to remote areas where people, you can't get to them only by foot. This is what the campus looked like when we first bought it. And now I think, my, if my husband was here, I think there's 18 buildings on it. So it's beautiful. It's on the Indian Ocean. If that entices anybody that wants to snorkel or dive, yeah. So the joy of the Lord is my strength. Wow. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Is it yours? Have you learned to laugh at the devil? Have you learned to just go, you know, just back off, bucko? I mean, really, sometimes we get very religious about this. And the freedom comes when you can laugh at the devil because he has lost. We've, we've been singing songs all morning about the blood and his love. Jesus came from his seat in glory, came down so that you could go, so that he could use you. You were all born with a plan. You were all born with a purpose. And so now it's time to activate those. Okay. These are just pictures of some of the students and their activities. They learn everything about evangelism. Oh, this little girl, I'm going to go back. That woman couldn't read or write when she came to Bible school, and she was one of our greatest evangelists. So, so I want to leave you with a few things. I could leave you with a lot, <laughs> but I really want to focus on some things. Um, the richness of going to a third world or anywhere out of your comfort zone, it may be next door. It may be that neighbor that is just bugging you, but you know that they need Jesus, and you know that it's his love that you need to express. And when we say we cannot do this, I always think, well, Jesus did it all. And so are we saying he's not enough? 
He did it all because now you are complete. You are a complete person. You are complete in him. And those of you that just received Jesus, you're going to discover who you really are in Jesus Christ. You're going to discover your identity. It wasn't what someone spoke over you as a child or however that goes in work. You are his. You are his. So Jeff wanted me to share this with you. I was in Africa for a day, and I could write a book. I was in Africa for a week. I could write a chapter. I was in Africa for a month. I couldn't write anything. And it's because the community and the fulfillment of what happens there is so real. It's like walking into Old Testament situations. Um, they still carry the water on their head. They still carry everything on their head. The women still go to the well. So there, you can go to the well. You can minister at the well. We would drive roads where there would be just paved roads, high power lines, and right there was a woman grinding grain on a stone. So there's all of these contrasts, but with the love of Jesus and with friendship, it, you can do anything. One thing that I learned personally was to stop, look, and listen. I know that is what buses do and what we're called to do at railroad crossings. But I want to encourage you, you will learn more from the culture you're sent to, or you will learn more from the neighbor you're going to than everything that you're trying to put there. So take time. Take time to make friends with wherever you're going. Friendship, they trust you. And if you're in a third world, you're watched all the time, and everything that you say is a confirmation of the truth of the word. So I want to talk to you about waiting, waiting, to wait on me. So I'm going to read this. I have seen your love, your desire to please me. Many times you have chosen me above all else, and I am pleased. Isn't that nice? He knows, he's pleased with you all the time. <laughs> but you are growing weary. You have waited upon me, and I say, keep waiting on me. I will not disappoint you. What you call delay, I call preparation. Many times I'm at work behind the scenes, yet you can't discern it. I am preparing others. See? Did you get it? Just as the Lord called Rodney and Ellie, he was calling us. There was preparation going on to bring the two together. <laughs> He's preparing for you. He's doing a lot behind the scenes for you. So I'm preparing others so that your destiny may be fulfilled, and I'm preparing you even as I prepared Joseph for his season of promotion. Never judge my works by what your eyes see, but by the promises I have made to you. I will fulfill my word, and your eyes will see the miracles of my hand. The days of completion are mine, not yours. I will complete the work I have for you as my timing comes to pass. Even as my ways are, are perfect, so is my timing. 
For you have said, it seems I'm standing still and I'm going nowhere. But I say to you over and over, I am unfolding my glory upon you, even as you wait on me. Join your heart to mine. Entwine your heart into mine. And you will see my glory even in the season of waiting. Trust in me and lay aside every anxiety and every form of impatience. And I will bring miracles to pass in your life, for I am the father of love. I will make it happen and show you, show you my perfection. That, you know, the word says, man makes many plans, but God orders our steps. Amen. So you're complete. You really are. You have everything you need. You have Jesus. You have his love. You're covered by his blood. You're empowered by the Holy Spirit. You have the mind of Christ. You have ears to hear, eyes to see. So here you go. In Revelations 12, 11, and you have overcome. Who? Who are you overcoming? Little ugly devil, right? You have overcome him by the means of the blood of the lamb and by the utterance of their, your testimony. So you go and go anointed, go confident, go commissioned, knowing that Jesus is with you always. So thank you, and I bless you, and I just pray that you can be stirred up and think about this. And when you feel there's a delay, write down the list. What am I delayed in? Why am I so restless? And put a promise to it. Because the word is full of promises, thousands of promises. Amen? So I'm going to call up pastors Kurt and Emily to come up at this time. And God bless you.